0: If you've got your money in a checking account, like what are you doing, right? You need to be having your money in a high interest savings account. And one of the best ones that are out there is with Neo Financial. I'm a really big fan of their savings account. Very competitive interest rate. They also have the Neo Mastercard, which is, you know, guys, I, I, I'm telling you, like half of you guys, I've at least looked into it. I'm no joke. Well, half of you Canadians, and and a lot of you are really enjoying it. And so, hey guys, go check it out if you're in the market for a new credit card. If you're in the market for a new high interest savings account, I think these are fantastic products. So go check that out uh, and make sure you use my link because, your boy, you know, we got gotta pay the bills. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 129. Happy New Year, y'all. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. Hope your year is starting off right. As usual, my friends, ask me any questions y'all got on Instagram as well as if you're listening on Apple Podcast. I would love for you to leave those reviews. Spotify as well. Apparently, they got reviews now, so I would love uh, to hear your feedback there as well. So today, what I wanted to do is I actually have been meaning to reread this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and and I'm still going to. But I do have some notes that I took when I initially read it, and I think it'd be great to kind of go over the concept of the book because there's some gems in there. And given that it's the start of the year, we all want to start rebuilding our habits and things like that so let's just go over it share it hopefully you get something out of it and maybe it can help you establish some really strong habits for 2022 let's just dive on into it baby okay guys so i'm just gonna rip through my notes here and speak to some of the points i think if you want you should definitely go listen to this book on audiobooks because i love audiobooks or you could get it and read it whatever you want but yeah so let's just get into it so We fall to the level of our systems rather than rise to our goals. Now, I'm a big proponent in goal setting. I think goal setting is fantastic and, you know, it's absolutely needed, but you know, sometimes you're just not feeling it. And so you need to have systems in place that get you there, right? So when we're not motivated, we don't rise up to our goals as much as we fall down to our systems. Our systems carry us, right? And so what does that mean? We, our systems are essentially our habits. We need to have good, strong habits in play, and we need to have metrics around that. We're going to talk about how you can implement habits and, and implement strong systems around those and, and set up all of that great stuff in later. But I just wanted to Say that like just remember that, and I'm sure you guys all know, like those days where you don't feel like it, you're gonna fall to your systems, whatever systems you have in play, that's when you go. You don't got no systems, you got no results, right? It's just gonna be up and down, and up and down. You got a system, you got a metric, you got something you can fall back on that can carry you, that is what's gonna set you up. So there are layers of habit change. So, first we change our outcomes, then we change our process. Then the most powerful is we change our identity. So First of all, we're, we're thinking, okay, we set our goals, our outcomes, okay, and then we, you know, we set up a process to get to our goals, and then the most powerful change is when we actually become a different person, and we identify as a different person. For example, let's say I want to start running, right? I want to be able to run 5K in, like, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't really know what a reasonable amount of time is, but I want to run 5K in, a reason, like, a, a great time, right? So then I start running three times a week right that's the next layer so i start you know i have a process that's what i do i I try to get running but then the deepest level of change is gonna come when i identify myself as a runner oh i'm a runner like that's what i do i run you know i i go to the gym i'm an athlete or whatever it is you start to identify with that personality that's the deepest level that you can have something stick is when you actually can identify with that and so that's where that self-talk kind of comes in when you start to tell yourself hey i'm a runner man i'm not just somebody who runs i'm not just somebody who runs here and there like i'm a runner and that can be anything you know i'm great with money or i'm a money person you know i've talked about it before a lot of people you know they put themselves down and they say oh i'm not a money person it's like that's the deepest level of what sets up your habits and if you say you're not a money person like it's going to be hard for you to (laughs) transition so you got to slowly transition into wanting to become the person that you're aiming to be. you got to identify as it. So it's absolutely key that we get identity-based habits. Habits that basically define our identity. That is crucial. So what do we got here? Every craving that you have is an alternative to your current state. Okay, so that's basically saying... Whenever we have like a, a craving for a, something, let's call it a bad habit or a craving for a smoke or some food or whatever, we want to change our state. We want to go from that craving and we want to remove it, essentially. Right. And so we're looking to change our state from being hungry to being satisfied, from being not having a smoke to having a We want to change our state. We're craving a change in our state. And so. The rewards at the end of that craving are, you know, that's what sets up a habit. There's a cue, there's a process, and there's a reward, essentially. It's it's sort of three-pronged. I think Charles Duhigg talked about that in, uh, in The Power of Habit, right? There's a cue, there's a process that you do, and then there's a reward at the end. So for smoking, there's a cue, you know, you get the craving, the process is smoking, and then the reward is that high that you feel. Food, similar thing. You can plug and play anything, but that's generally how it works in a simple way. So rewards teach us about what is worth remembering and doing in the future. So when we get that payoff, it sets up the next thing, right? And so that's why you can set up great habits and, and you can, if you change the process to get to a similar reward, you know, you can, for example, let's say you're eating bad. It's, 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 a, it's an eating habit, right? It's a bad eating habit. Well, if you can set up food that's delicious and healthy as a reward, you're going to get the same payoff, but the process is going to be different. So the process of eating healthy food and, you know, accuse hunger. The process is eating healthy food that's delicious and you're still getting the same payoff because it's delicious, right? Okay, so another thing that I have here is we need to make concrete statements that we need to be accountable for if we truly want to succeed. So we've got to make statements. We've got to set the goals. Like, goals are important. And these are known as implementation intentions. Putting these goals is absolutely key for concrete execution. So I will you know let's say i will run three times a week i will save 250 dollars this month i will you know eat healthy not eat healthy it's got to be more specific it's i will not surpass 2500 calories a day or something like that right like setting it in stone be like this is going to happen is is absolutely crucial implementation intentions got another note here it's not a lack of motivation it's a lack of clarity absolutely just got to get clear about what you want habit stacking so this is something that james talks about a lot habit stacking let's say this is basically you know bringing a bunch of habits all in one and making it easier to execute them so for example you set up the habits where it's like after i brush my teeth which is a habit i will meditate every time i take a shower i will meditate after every time i wake up and get coffee i do my spanish practice like you stack habits with ones that are already ingrained to make it more conducive to actually get done so i absolutely love that Environment is everything for habits. So I'm a huge believer in this, and that's this is i primarily where I got it from. And it's played so well in my life is you've got to set up your environment successfully because it's just gonna determine how successful you are. So like people who have great habits don't put themselves in bad positions or toxic positions because we're just human nature, your environment, you know, your product of your environment. It's it's kind of a saying, but it's true. It's like if you have junk food in the home, it's going to get eaten. If you have healthy food in the home, it's going to get eaten. You've got to create, and I think I talk about this later, and obviously in the book later, but you know, you've know, got to reduce the friction around the good habits that you want and increase the friction around the bad habits. So for example, if there's no food, the friction would be having to drive to the store and go and get the bad food. you got to do a ton of work to go and get it versus just walking to your fridge and getting that healthy, you know, apple or whatever it is, it's much easier. It's more conducive. You're making it more easier. You're making it more likely for you to do the good habit versus the bad one. You've got to set up your environment successfully. Another way to reduce a bad habit is to reduce the exposure to it. So if you're hungry, you know, ask yourself, and I try to ask myself, and I'm trying to get better eating habits this year, that's for sure, is am I hungry or did I just see food, right? And, and that's something that I stop and think, ah, is this just a craving or am I actually hungry? So, you know, having those moments of just to stop and ask yourself, okay, wait, wait, wait pulling yourself out of it a little bit because there's so many you know you see food or whatever you just sometimes you're eating like why am i eating right now it's just because it's there right so just stopping and asking yourself if you're actually hungry is, is a is a great thing and i know I'm talking about food a lot here but this does tie to money as well you know i mean spending money do i really need this do i really want this taking a second to stop but food is just the easiest example for everybody to kind of understand and then same with money as well so uh, i'm gonna just continue to give multiple examples but you can apply this to really anything so your options are truly constrained by what's available new habits should be two or less minutes so that you can build your way up so start small i did a video yesterday on tiktok about how people set up all these crazy fucking goals and all these crazy budgets and all this. Start small, really small, you know, save 50 extra bucks this month, you know, go out, open the investing cap. Don't even put anything in you just just do one small thing, making it really nice and easy or whatever to make it more likely to actually happen. Your options are constrained by what you are exposed to. Eliminate the stimulus and you'll be likely to eliminate the habit. So, like I said, putting yourself in a good position, removing the stimulus. You know, this could be another example. You want to stop drinking as much. Don't go to a bar. There's drinking everywhere, right? It's it's one of those things. Don't put yourself in that position and it also talks about here will you know willpower is overrated man like it helps but it's all about how well you design your environment and how well you set up your systems uh, to minimize temptation because we're all human man and we're all going to give in at some breaking point and so you can't rely on willpower you you gotta you know you gotta look at something that's more structured uh, to actually get something done so another thing here gateway habit is key nice and easy start. So we advance by increasing the number of functions we can perform unconsciously. Set yourself up to be a boss without trying. That's, that's my note to it. But but really it's 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 when those habits become unconscious that just something you are, you do, that's when the real progress gets to happen because it just it it's sustainable and it's over time, right? The cardinal rule of behavior change is What is rewarded is repeated. What is punished is avoided. So classic, you know, for Pavlov's dog, I'm pretty sure like talking about like psychology and rewards versus punishments. But if you reward something, you're more likely to do it. And if you punish it, it, it's simple, but it really, you know, we'll kind of dive in deeper. What is rewarded is repeated and what is punished is avoided. So that's something to keep in mind as you're setting up everything is you need to reward yourself. You need to create a reason to come back to that habit, to create that unconscious action, right? Versus the negativity and, you know, don't make a negative thing or a negative habit that you're trying to get rid of. Don't make that reward driven. Have some sort of punishment around that or that friction, right? It needs to be conducive to your human nature. You now see when you don't do one of your keystone habits, the shitty feeling and lack of results that will follow. This is a key to remember because it will keep you grounded and guide you back to the best path of all. A habit needs to be enjoyable for it to last. Simple bits of reward in the short term can help you move along and give you a little bit of gratification so that you can delay it, right? But you can still stay on the path versus just being miserable and not actually end up happening. Another tip here: Don't ever miss twice, right? Everybody's gonna mess up here and there, right? Once or whatever, but you don't miss twice. You you miss once, that's cool. Get back up, keep at it. So try not to miss twice, right? Like, just everybody's gonna mess up here and there, but you know, in general, just think about that. It's like, okay, I fell off once this week, right? Oh wait, for this week, I'm not gonna fall off again. You know, you know, there's gonna be slip ups along the way. I'm not saying don't mess up once and then never mess up again. But in a certain time span, try to limit it to one screw up, right? And try to make that your goal. If you want to prevent bad habits from happening, then have an immediate consequence for behaving them. You know, they're less likely to be repeated if you have that punishment. Uh, an example could be your habit tracker and instantly penalizing yourself for being late. You know, it hurts and, that immediate, and, 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 and you know, that'll stick and you need to feel the pain for it to not actually happen again. That's a good way for it to actually, for example... Let's say you have a bet, right? You have an accountability. You've got a $50 bet with your friend, right? And every time that you mess up your habit, you have to report it into, I mean, assuming you're an honest person, you report it into them and they dock $10. Like that's pain and you want to avoid that pain. And so it's going to actually drive you to do not do that again, right? So you're rewarding yourself for the good stuff and punishing yourself for the bad stuff. Generally speaking, humans will jump through hoops to avoid that little bit of pain. Absolutely key for accountability. Okay, so. Now we come to the framework of how to create a good habit. So number one is make it obvious, right? Scorecard is key. You got to have a scorecard. You got something to tracker. There's apps that you can get, habit tracker, uh, Habitica, I think is one of them, you know, other, other different things, but a scorecard to keep track of this stuff, implementation intentions for what you want to set out to do. So this is setting up your goals. I will do this. I will run three times a day. I will manage my money month, uh, weekly check in whatever whatever the case is you will set that up use habit sacking right so you know take a new habit that you have with a previously established habit like brushing your teeth or taking a shower and and put them together so it makes it more conducive right and designing your environment absolutely critical we talked about that earlier Number two is make it attractive. So you can use temptation bundling, right? This could be, you know, having a, a chocolate covered protein bar after your workout three times a week, right? It's still healthy, but you get that little bit of reward and it's, it's you know, you're, you're feeling good about it, right? It can help you stay on track because you look forward to that bar. I mean, I that's one of my sort of habits when I have my protein bars. It's like a very nice reward afterward. Number two, join a culture that rewards your desired behavior. So, hey, join a runner's club. I know it's COVID right now with a lot of you know noise, but join an accountability group. Put yourself around people that will help you make that habit easier. Number three, do something you love before and after a difficult habit. So, like, again, trying to make it seamlessly integrated in your life, trying to make it as easy as possible to do. Oh, and number three, make it easy, right? Reduce the friction, uh, prime the environment, master the decisive moment, optimize those small little choices like gateway habits that lead to big time change. So a gateway habit could be, hey, putting your shoes beside your bed for your run in the morning, right? And you know you have your pre-workout your clothes are laid out like it's just super fucking easy to like actually wake up and like put your stuff up and go versus the friction of having to make your pre-workout and having to go get your shoes and get dressed and like you have to do all that stuff it's like no it's all laid out for you nice and easy the work's done the night before so that habit is way more likely to get done you know use the two-minute rule downscale that big habit you want like becoming a runner massive crazy whatever to one tiny one like Again, all of this is like integrated. So you know, putting your shoes right beside your bed, super easy. Make it easy, whatever. Automate your habits, right? Invest in the tech to keep track of them. That's the habit tracker, things like that. Number four is make that shit satisfying. So make it satisfying. Use reinforcement. Give yourself immediate rewards. Make doing nothing enjoyable, right? When designing a way to avoid a bad habit, make it obvious how dope that really is. Okay, so now how do you break a bad habit? Well. It's the literal opposite of creating a good habit. So number one, make it invisible. Reduce your exposure. Number two, make it unattractive, right? Reframe your mindset. Remind yourself that this bad habit is making you a person that you don't want to be, right? Number three, make it difficult, right? Increase the friction. Increase the number of steps between you and the bad habit we talked about, you know, not having bad food in your home. It's a it, way more friction uh, to go out and buy all that shit versus if it's just, in, you know, if healthy food just in your home. You're going to get the healthy food. You're not going to You have no choice right make it way more difficult and number four make it unsatisfying right get an accountability partner put some money on the line create a little bit of pain it's really really important the greatest threat to your success of habits isn't failure but boredom right if we don't see how our habits are benefiting us in the short term right we're eventually going to fall off the key is to progressively overload and deliberately practice and use our you know structure our habits in a way and to make sure that we're constantly reminding ourselves of how it's benefiting us right and so you know this is having uh maybe even having a, a coach that you work with like a, a friend or something that you send in pictures and whatever of, of your you know your progress and you know you're constantly getting feedback around you know the progress that you're making and that really motivates you because progress motivates more action in general so like having some systems like that you know what's conducive to sustainability for this kind of stuff is you need enough winning to experience the satisfaction so you need this sort of positive feedback but not enough that you don't desire anything anymore so you need to have sort of a goldilocks like you're not at the absolute ideal but you're not necessarily at the shitty part either like you're feeling pretty good about your progress but you know that there's more to go and that's the best spot to be in and i'm sure you guys can identify with that as well Another key for habits is to reflect on your year and past results to see how you can optimize and get even better. Analyze past results to better the future. So that's a perfect time right now, guys. Look at your past year. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? I actually have to do that this week. I've been meaning to do that. And that'll really help set up where you want to go and how you're going to structure your life and where you're trying to get to. So three questions you could ask yourself. What went well? What didn't go well? What did I learn? Right? Super easy. A yearly sort of report could answer all the following questions in detail. For example, what are the core values that are driving my life and work? Right? What are those core, core things that I'm trying to be? Am I trying to be very more consistent? More ambitious. Excellence. What are the values that I'm trying to really establish in my life that can really drive and help you, you know, think about where you're trying to go, right? How am I living and working with integrity right now? Am I aligning with my values, right? Am I the person who I think I am? Am I the person who I say I am, right? How can I get better for the future? How can I ascend? How can I go for the E in excellence, right? Like, how can I go after all of that stuff? That's some. Those are some questions I asked myself. I got some notes here as well. But man, that's pretty much the book. I know it wasn't the perfect summary, but I just wanted to go over some of the notes and, and expand on it. I think in general, guys, make the good habits easy, make the bad habits hard, structure your environment. It's absolutely critical. And I'm such a such a big fan of this book. And if you want more context and nuance to what we kind of just talked about, please go listen to it or pick it up. I don't know James Clear at all. It's a fucking they've sold millions of copies. So this isn't an, you know sponsored endorsement, but I just fucking love the book. Go check it out. But yeah, man, really, really cool stuff. So there you have it, my friends. I really hope you enjoyed the book. Hey, Neo Financial. One of the best, man. Go check it out. High interest savings account. Their credit card is fantastic. They've got even more stuff coming this year, so I really, really want you guys to go check it out. The Neo Card was named one of the best cards in Canada last year, so hey, man, I'm telling, you, I'm giving you all the best. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Get those habits straight. I really hope you enjoyed the episode coming at you. We're gonna be doing two episodes pretty soon. I'm not sure if it's gonna be next week or the week after, but we're gonna start to do a little bit more of a, a different vibe, and I'm, I'm gonna chat about that next week. I'll probably speak to it a little bit more. Build up a little bit of hype. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you so so much i appreciate y'all boy i love y'all but for now i'm out this mother peace